0: Audrey Woodley, a woman of power, charisma, and influence, uses her platform to speak, teach, and coach women around the world. Serving as a motivational speaker, life coach, and brand therapist, Audrey applies principles from her own life as a native of Chicago, a single mother, a successful entrepreneur, and co-author of two international best-selling books to help women entrepreneurs reach success. Faith, she often tells her life coaching clients, is one of the most valuable tools in building blocks of any woman's success when applied persistently and consistently. Audrey is best known as the brand therapist in helping women identify solutions to brand challenges. She uses new age problem solving tactics, proven social media strategies, effective marketing communication and customized brand identity coaching. Now here's your host, Audrey Woodley.
1: So Ms. Julie, as we were saying before, She's a powerhouse speaker, and she can keep the audience attention by her help, heartfelt story of victory. She knows how to connect with her audience and move them into action. Julie believes success is not being afraid to fail, but trusting the process and turn them into learning steps to achieve your goals. Staying focus is about getting radical within yourself and coming out of your comfort zone. So no further ado, I have Miss Julie here on the line, on the podcast and she's on on a mission, and I believe she's doing her own thing February the first but first and foremost, I want to know what got you into this empower empowerment zone and um how how um do you see yourself as you begin to um do your own thing and do your own conference? How has everything been impactful for you as a as a woman, and then as a coach and as an author? What has been your road to this? And and tell us a little bit about the journey. Okay.
2: Well, first and foremost, thank you uh, so much for having me on. I am definitely excited, uh, very blessed, and thankful. Um, that I am one of the few women that you have started your, your new year out with. So thank you so much for that. Yeah. Um, I would tell anybody, um, this journey was tough. Mm-hmm. It, was, it was tough in a sense um, because so many things you go through, you have to revisit those in order to move forward. And a lot of things we like to just forget. So um, for me, this journey was... Um, first and foremost about healing Um, because everything um, everything that I have been through so far has uh, almost destroyed me in a sense. So having to go back and relive it over again to jump over that hurdle, it almost made me to where it was like, I don't want to do it because I don't want to relive all of this. But I'm so thankful to God that I did keep going and um, just the journey itself, you know, I have two boys, two girls. And so my girls, um, I look at what I've been through, you know, being molested, being abused, um, being mentally manipulated, um, wanting to give up, wanting to commit suicide, just all these different types of things. I look at my girls have watched me. Cool. And what example am I setting for? And so I had to make up in myself, listen, do I want to make them think that this is it or do I want to show them and then for my my young men hey this is what you don't do to women this is what you do you want somebody doing this to your mom no so then why would you do it to somebody else so it everything that I've done it's made me my own example for my kids and for other um, young adults and so the the journey just kind of started um, uh, I spoke at a, a a domestic violence. I hosted a domestic violence conference, and what better person? I done got beat up on, you know, I done got <laughs> you know, mentally abused verbally, emotionally, you know, anything you can think. I've been there, so you know, I'm the perfect candidate. So, right, right. In <laughs> hosting this event, the lady that was over it, um, she said, You, I need to introduce you to my coach. And I said, Okay, so I uh, talked to AB, which you had her as one of your speakers, and she showed me that there was more to me than what I saw myself. And she challenged me to, um, to take hold back over my purpose. Um, At that point, I didn't know what my purpose was because I felt like I didn't know if it was corporate America. I didn't know what it was. I definitely didn't see it being an author. And I don't think, I don't know if I saw it as being a speaker either, but the more each, each week I talked with her, the more she brought out of me and the more, um, hungry, I became for it, and um, she kept asking me, "Are you sure you're ready? Are you sure you're ready?" Because each week I had to pull out more hurt, more anger, more tears. Um, just it's almost as if I had to look in the mirror and discuss at the woman <clears throat> I have been all this time and make a choice to change. Wow, stay the same person and be i embarrassed by my own flaws or am I going to take hold of it and make them my my own personal flaws? So now I love my flaws because it's made me who I am. I'm not embarrassed by them
1: anymore. Yeah, I, I was just thinking about <clears throat> when the coaching, when I came on the coaching uh, platforms a while back, I noticed that there was a lot of women that needed coaching, but there wasn't, I didn't see too many women African American women per se, mm-hmm. they didn't know about, hey, I need to go get coaching. Hey, mm-hmm. I need I, I need to I need to talk to somebody because I want to get to the next level. All we had was the church folks,
2: mm-hmm.
1: Auntie Nam, and your your cousins that y'all spoke to. And <clears throat> and Lord knows we love them all, but it wasn't getting we wasn't getting any better. It was just like the same old rig And so mm-hmm. when I thought about it, it's like women, we just didn't, we didn't mm-hmm. have a, we didn't have a map to show us, Hey, when you mm-hmm. get this, you need to make yes. sure you go to this school right here or go to this coaching program, because this is what you're yes. going to need. Now we didn't went the college and everything. Now we got to go back and get some coaching because we wasn't healed. And then our yes. parents sure wasn't telling us we need a coach. Only yes. the only yes. you time I Go ahead.
2: No, 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 I was just going to say that. But when we think culture, when we think people to talk to, we always think negative, like something wrong with us. I don't need no therapist. I ain't that wrong, with me?
1: It's embarrassing. And it's not, it's actually healthy. <laughs> right. So we was taught to believe it was not, it, it was for rich people. Ain't nobody going to see no psych person, whatever the case may We didn't think of that. But the more and more I listen to white women, they said they was using their insurance. I said, hey, insurance? Well, let's shoot. Let me, wait a minute. Insurance? Excuse me. Can I get a call? I need to be able to use my show. When can I come in? And I think because we lacked that knowledge back then that we was just running around here, a broken mess. Yep. Going to church, listen to the same choir in the past, (laughs) we get the same scriptures, and we put the money in the uh, (laughs) bucket.
2: And that's it. We go home. That was
1: it? We go home. We wanted more. Yep. And you know, we wanted more and you know, we're working, we want more, but then you just don't know how to get there. You don't know how to develop it. And then you see how some of your cousins, um, they may go on these trips together and everybody and you're like, okay, that's fine. But it's something else to me, you know? So tell me that process of like, when you knew, Hey, it got to be something else because I heard I heard you say that uh, you saw your your children is seeing you, but now you got to grow this woman up, and now you want to be able to speak existence to people, and be able to walk in your walk your walk and talk your talk. How was that transformation for you? And what I mean, what did it all take with your confidence? With you know. No. What did you say? Um, like? So I, I think I had a little, I had a little bit of help,
2: but I just didn't realize it. So about, I'm a, I'm a rewind real quick. So about, I said maybe almost ten years ago, um, I unexpectedly got into modeling. It's not what I was trying to do. I was just trying to go help out a friend, dance at a show, and fell into modeling. And right before then, I had went through my second marriage, and it was very hard um my husband called me one day at work left me hey i don't want to be married to you no more i'm done after six seven years of you cheating kids everything you just decide now you don't want it no more and so i was i remember i was at work and i'm trying to process all of well i'm trying to i'm choking
1: up just listen to it, like <laughs> i'm like girl i'm leaning into the computer like what he what it was, it was-
2: Yes, it was so horrible. And I'm, I'm trying to call him. So I'm like, I know I didn't just hear it. He's not answering nothing. I, I experienced my first panic attack, literally. And I was a trainer at that time for Chase. So that day I had 15 training classes with 30 to 40 people in each class. So I'm at I'm, 7.30. I get this news. Eight o'clock is my first class. So from eight to five, I'm training back to back to back, trying to stay focused on training these people. Thinking about it, my husband said he's leaving me. He not answering the phone. In between trying classes, I'm having multiple panic attacks. I don't know what these are, why I'm crying, why I'm distraught. I don't know anything. When I get home, my front door is unlocked. My truck keys are on the counter. The cell phone he was using was on the counter. Everything of mine was there. His self, his clothes, and whatever he had was gone. And okay. just like that, my
1: life was upside down. Okay, two things. I'm going to talk about the second thing. Girl, some women be some women be jumping up, down on my left their ass, like, thank you. Girl, do you know how many people will wish a man would just take his damn keys and close them and get the hell out? Girl! Oh tell God. me! Do you know how many people, because some women can't, Get rid of that stronghold. But do you know how many women were like, damn, how'd that happen? Because this nigga won't leave. He's still here on the couch. Okay, so I can tell you that. But
2: I know it devastated you. Yeah, it did. Because I had put everything, I had put my all into it. Forgiveness, everything. And he walked out. So I said, okay. Went into a depression, had to take leave, all this stuff. So this modeling thing, I was like, okay, this is going to help me build up my confidence. You know I'm, I'm okay. You know I'm, I still I still got it. I still still look nice. So that's why I started building myself. Mind you, I was building my outer shell. My hair was still pretty. I had a pretty smile, but the inner me was she was savage. She took no personals, didn't take no names. Like I ran through people like it wasn't nothing. I I could care less about a man. I could care less about your feelings. That's just how much it had tore me
1: up yeah so let's go back to the let me go back to the one because i talked about the two mm -hmm. you worked in the bank Mm -hmm. how did it did it cripple you or did it made you hurt financially i mean did it hurt you financially or did it help you as to say okay i I didn't have him in on anything i'm all set let me know how did Um, financially it it shocked you Okay, I'm I'm still paying for debt. Oh
2: shit, that I improved back then. So mm-hmm. all of the the loans you take from your 401k, and you know when you don't let taxes come out your check because you, you're trying to pay this and you're trying to please people do all of that. Oh IRS, it that stuff. So I'm still paying for decisions I made when I was in that decision. Still paying, still paying. Hopefully. Hopefully this is the last year. Hopefully I'm good this year. But I haven't I, don't know, I tell you I ain't seen a tax return and I I don't know how I don't even get excited when people start talking about tax season because I'm just like, I ain't getting one. I, I know I owe the IRS a lot of money. So I'm still not only am I was I emotionally drained and physically drained, but financially, and then I have I don't we didn't have any kids together, so I have four kids that I still have to take care of. That I'm still having to pay for things, still having to to fix things to get to where I need to be. And what it taught me was when I look back, I see the signs of when I should have left. I see the signs of things I shouldn't have did, but we do them anyway. And so now it's taught me stop jumping the gun on things. You gotta, you gotta if, if if the red flags are there, it's there. If in your hand you got four jokers. If you sit them cards down and pick them back up, they're not going to be four aces. They're still going to be four jokers. So whatever people show you, their hands are. That's what it is. You take it for what it is. And I didn't do that. I took friendships, all kind of stuff along the way. I took people show me who they were and what they were, and I said, no, maybe they'll blossom into something else. Maybe, maybe I can change them. Is what usually what happens. We think we can change people, mm-hmm. and it didn't happen like that. So by the time mm-hmm. I got up to <clears throat> Speaking at that event where I was at this fork in the road, I'm thinking I'm still going down modeling. I'm going to be the next top model, and I'm going <laughs> to do all this stuff. Uh-huh. And God said, "No, I just needed you. I just needed to build you up and get your name out there, so I can put you and meet these people because I need you to go this path." So now my my confidence level is is it's up here. You can't you can't knock me you can't knock me down. Yes, we get discouraged. We all do. Yes, we get a little worried at times, but where I've been and I see how many people I can help not go down that same road, that, that in itself is more satisfying than anything.
1: Okay. Um, <clears throat> now, when I think about your, you working at the bank, did you ever reach, did you ever think about, to? were you ever suicidal? Did you ever think, Hey, I need it. I need, is there insurance? What did you do to help you cope with your inner being? Now, at that
2: time, you know, they didn't tell us, hey, I had took, I actually took a six-month leave of absence. Um, and, of course, I went to my doctor. Of course, they put you on meds. They put you on anxiety and panic pills and all kind of stuff. And so I, I literally became a vegetable. I got up. I had my robe on, took my kids to school, came home, laid in the bed, got up, went and picked them up from school, maybe cooked or stopped and got them something to eat, got back in the bed. And I did that for almost six months. Wow. And I did. It was several times where I thought, maybe maybe if I just, if I'm just not here, maybe my kids will be in a better position. Maybe I won't go through all of this pain because I'm not understanding why he just gone by his business and I'm sitting over here and I'm devastated. So it was a lot of different um, emotions. Um, and I think one day um, I actually saw my kids, the look on their faces at me one day was so terrifying because I honestly think they thought I was going to hurt myself. And so when I got home that day, I prayed and I said, Lord, if you help me come out of this, yes, I'll get it together. Yes. And I stopped taking the medication Um, that I think a few weeks later, I went back to work. My, my little stuff was over. I went back to work. And I started trying to find myself and rebuild myself because I had no idea. I didn't know. It's so funny. I didn't know what I liked because I had been pleasing other people for so long. I went from one relationship to another relationship and I had never found myself. I had never, um, people were asking had a lady ask me, she was like, what type of, uh, what type of material do you like in your shirt? I said, I like whatever's cute, whatever fits me. That's what I like. And she was like, you should know if you like polyester, if you like cotton, you know, she was asking me about my underwear. What type of what type of material underwear do you wear? You know, things like that. I was like, I don't know. And she was like, You're supposed to know that. Some things don't fit you. Some things, you know, make make your break your body out. You should know that. And it made me feel some type of way because I was like, I don't know. Yet. I don't know what makes me happy. I didn't know what made me sad. I didn't. I know what I know what pissed me off, but I didn't know what truly made me happy. And so I've spent the last nine years. finding myself and each 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 uh, task makes me feel so much more better you know Um, Mm -hmm. I still don't know who I fully am I think nobody knows who they fully are because things happen day to day and you learn new things so this journey whereas before it was I can't wait to get to the finish line I can't wait to see what happens now I'm like, ooh, this journey is so good. I can't wait to see what's next in the hurdle. What, what, what's from in the hurdle next? Okay, how can I get over this next, this next thing? So yeah, it it, it is it was not easy. And um, in writing the book, I started from day one, being molested. Each chapter tells you about a different part of my life that broke me. And how I overcame it, and each time something else broke me, and even things that I fell back into, how I still came out of it. Um, my aunt, <laughs> my aunt texted me after she read the book, she called me actually. And she said, Who are you talking about in chapter six? Because I didn't put any names in there on purpose because it's not about who did it, it's about how it affected me and how, how I you came need out. to
1: heal. Yeah, yeah,
2: yes. So she's trying to figure out who did it because she says she went from crying. So she was pissed off, so she was rejoicing, went back to being mad. She said, I just need to beat up whoever it was that hurt you. No, we don't need to beat anybody. I said, the whole book is about how I went through it. Um, And some things were not my fault. Some things God allows you to go through so you can teach other people. It wasn't my fault that I was molested. But do you know how many people are being molested now that don't say anything? How many men are being molested and don't say anything? So being molested has no no color, no name, no no you know gender doesn't have anything. So how do you how do you help with that? And so I've had to become very transparent in that book. And um, the one thing I debated about was: yes, people that know these situations are them, are they going to accept it, or are they going to turn away from you? And that's a gamble I was willing to take. Okay. Because I have to tell my story because I have to help somebody
1: else. Yes, you have to help somebody else. <clears throat> and it's a part of your message and um and you doing your book tours and everything. What are uh, products or services are you uh, offering offering to your audience, to your target audience? What products what other products and services do you currently offer to help so people that have been traumatized?
2: Well, I do personal one on one coaching, of course, Um, but the main thing that I have been working on is called Scream. And it's a six week class. And um, that's how I dealt with my anger. Um, All of that happened. I found this little pond at this little park not far from my house. And it is so beautiful out there. And one evening I went out there, I was so devastated. And in all of that beauty, I found myself just screaming
1: yes. at the top. Of that was healing when you let it go.
2: Yep. And so I said, I as time went on, God kept bringing that word back to me. And I was like, okay, not screaming anymore. I think I, think I got it. But he kept bringing that word back to me. And so I broke it down into six weeks. And each week, it tells you how to heal from whatever it is. And so um, I'm putting a um, kind of a a graduation class course at the end of it, because even though we say we heal, sometimes we see things that remind us Mm -hmm. of what we've been through and it triggers, you know, so I I want, I want women. I want men because men can take this class too, but it's really just to help you to face Whatever it is, I call it bullies. Um, to face every bully that has has come against you, whether it's um, depression, whether it's weight, whether it's abuse, whatever it is, um, we're gonna we're gonna call it a bully. I hate bullies, so yeah. we we. Gonna, I help people tackle their bullies, and and each each week it gets deeper and deeper, and it it makes you pull out what you have hidden for so long. I um I reference it to a file cabinet. If you remember the the cartoons back in the day and they have the file cabinets and have all those paper stuffed in that little mm-hmm. latch just be shaken. And it takes one little paper or something to trigger it and everything just explodes. That's okay. exactly how we are. We file so much stuff away.
1: Yeah. And so- I, <clears throat> I remember I had to go through that process of healing and I started taking acupuncture. Well, I've been doing acupuncture for the last 15 years, but I started V steaming I started, I went to got my sage I and got my rocks. Everything you can imagine this body needed, I went and got it. And then I did something like I went to the, we have a uh, we have the 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 lake, Lakeshore mm-hmm. Drive. Where I went to the water. I put my feet on the ground and I just started praying. And then I said, mm-hmm. I'm throwing all my problems in that water because mm-hmm. I'm not going to drown like these. I got to get up out of here. Yep. So I had to go to the water mm-hmm. because I did not want to drown. And some women, they are drowning and they want to pull you with them. And I'm Mm -hmm. like, no, Mm -hmm. I cannot. And this is, you know, you have to go take that stand on the ground and let God know that you want to come out. And um, I think with your program, women will probably love just a day of transformation and healing Mm -hmm. with you where they're hearing the drums and they're doing the steam, the Mm -hmm. sigh, you know, give them the experience of the whole thing. Yeah. So
2: mm-hmm. it's funny you say that, Audrey, because I do massages too. There you go. So, yeah, just just putting that all together to, yes. to show that. And, and women need that. They, and like you said, you know, it's different when you go to a man and man rub on your back, whatever. All he's mm. doing is a job. But women, we are so emotionally attached to where you you can really let go and open up.
1: Yeah, and I think the last I did a and I did a Reiki healing. Um, so when I did the Reiki healing, I I all I could hear was a train coming out of me. Mm-hmm. It was like a like you said a scream. Girl, it was like it just came out. I was like, where did that come from? Girl, I had so much stuff pent up in me, and I didn't even know I had it all pent up in me. And so when he did that, well, after he finished that, I cried so freaking hard. I was like, "Oh, OMG, yep. that just came out, out of me. Mm-hmm. And then he just gave me a hug at the end. And then he had to do the sage again. But that Reiki, if you can do an event where you got that Reiki healer in that room and they do their massages, they're going to love you. They ain't going to know what to do. Because those are things that African American women, I don't know if we go do the Reiki healer. I don't know if we do the uh go to the acupuncturist. I know everybody is thinking about alternative things now. So mm-hmm. I'm thinking, you know, hey, we didn't know that we could use our insurance to go get this psycho help. Yep. And now <laughs> we that it should be wellness a part that's of that's because- and I want to tell you that, but yeah, we have we have
2: you paying all that money. You have free access to all of that stuff, and and I didn't, I did not know it, and I wish See? I had a, I took full advantage of it. So you know, now I'm just like, well, you know,
1: maybe I need to become Girl, part of somebody's. I advantage industry. of all ten services, I want all ten. <laughs> yes, all 10. Because I, I had a panic attack at the end of last year. Girl, I was having a panic attack because they told me I wouldn't be coming back to school. Girl, I went into a panic attack, honey. I said, Lord, I, I, need, an, I need to call her. And the only thing I didn't like, what's your insurance? What day can you come? Look, I need to come in now. I got an emergency. I <laughs> can't <laughs> Asking me all these questions. I'm telling you, I'm going through a panic attack and I'm having anxieties over here. And you want to go through all this stuff and give me yep. girl. So I need some more sisters to get in this area. So yep. the mental, you know, when I'm thinking about all the mental stuff that we go through mm-hmm. and you know, divorce, taking care of the kids, feeding them, barely got enough food on the table to eat, pay the light bill. Girl. Yep, Thank God right. for cash apps now. And Zelle, you can call your friends. send me 10, <laughs> 20. I need it since so I ain't got no gas.
2: All of that. All of that.
1: <laughs> so technology <laughs> has moved us forward. Yes. Technology has made a way. You can coach women now just like this. If yep. they need it if, if expeditiously, hey, yep. you got, got it. Yeah. <laughs> Man. So you're doing the um the six week screen and you're going on tour. How has this been um life changing as far as your business side? Because I know a lot of times people say, "Girl, I'm doing the business, but I ain't making no money." How how can I say this? When you start doing the business side of things, it seems like the money is always lower not coming in, mm-hmm. and it seems as though we're always putting money out there. But the money is slow, it's like some it's just slowly coming back. How yeah. did you deal with that part in building your wealth building your financial uh legacy to continue to help build that? Because if you're not making money, you're going to have to find another way to hustle yeah. like that
2: Well, I do have a I currently have a temporary eight to four thirty um because I told God and God had to talk and i feel like if you are putting me in a position to speak um i think over this year this 2020 i will be traveling so much this year speaking that i've ever done in this, since i've this traveling period and so i work at a job where you know they don't always let you off but i feel like god if you're opening these doors and you must have a ram in the bush for me so I challenged God, hey, you know what, God, I, I I want you to allow me to walk away from my job some sometime in 2020. Sometimes. And so I trust that he's going to do that because there's no way. Um, I, last week, I was in Atlanta. I had a radio interview out there. Um, Amen. Tomorrow, I'm headed to Charlotte to speak yes. at the takeover. Um, and then next month, I'll be in Maryland April I'll be I think in Atlanta um just down the just down the line I'm I'm just somewhere almost every month. So I'm looking and, and yes you in the in the beginning of, of business you are going to have to invest more in yourself. Yes. Than yes. Someone some people are fortunate; they find they investors. I God ain't sent me mine yet. He come, he she coming. They coming. Yeah, come on. <laughs> so right now, I'm using this time um, to invest in myself, um, invest in my wardrobe because I have a I have a look that I want for myself when I go speak. Um, business cards. Um, I got my banner. I see your banners in the back. I'm I'm in the process of, of getting ready to move, so I don't have my banner up, but. I have my banner and, and I have different things that I want and um I know when I move I wanna make a section of, of the place to where I can put my banner, I can put my business stuff. Yeah, that way and still and I, I it's crazy because I found the building okay. and of course people look at um what is now. Oh the building needs work, oh you gotta do this. Ain't nobody got time for all that. But I'm looking at if I fix this building up, it's mine. I can do it however I want it. But if I go to somebody else's storefront or somebody else's building, they're gonna charge me three times as much each month. And I could have used that one-time payment to fix up everything I needed and rent this out, and all that revenue is coming back in.
1: And that's and this is the time to do it. This is yep. this is the time to go ahead and do it and yep. get that building. God going to give it to you. Yep. Amen. You I, and I like you said, that. why would I go pay rent when I can go ahead and fix this up and build my mm-hmm. business and my kids can come with me? We can really do it. Amen. Yep. Thank you, Jesus. Yep. So, um... Mm-hmm.
2: No, I was going to say, I um, I also work with, I'm a youth leader at my church. So the building that I'm looking at, it can be a multi center. If my youth need to just get away, hey, Jolie, can I come and just hang out? I want it to be where they can come and not just hang out and get into foolishness, but it's beneficial for them. Okay, it's a computer over here. What's your resume look like? Let's let's do some business stuff, building them. If they just want to come in, they need to take their mind off stuff. Hey, y'all can watch TV, but it's something <coughs> positive. Okay. Somewhere they have an outlet.
1: So two things. So, how's your business entity set up? Are you an LLC or not for profit?
2: Um, I will be an LLC.
1: A LLC. Well, so I am an LLC. Sorry, yeah, <laughs> LLC. So once you once you look at your LLC, you know you can start looking at you know um, building on building your, um, your business side up and opening up your checking in your business account mm-hmm. and let that work for you. For, because for so many years, I heard people say, get a business account, get this, get this. But I had no direction. They just said mm-hmm. this, 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 and this. And yep. they gave it to us, but we really didn't apply it. I think now you at a space where you can say, you know what? I'm going to do just exactly that. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to mm-hmm. work on my business. Because I'm not going to let my personal finance or my personal stuff hurt me because I need to be building this. Because, like you said, you can yes, get a yes. building, you can get the youth center, you can even um, be working with um, people that are ready to support you in your journey. Especially when you mm-hmm. think about kids and the youth, they need yeah. they need it. They need guidance. Because I just read something where sixth graders are doing vaping. And I'm yeah. like, what the it's what? So I that means they. How the hell they get in the faith and stuff? That's right. the thing. You gotta go to the gas station. Well, I mean, was, oh, Jesus.
2: I mean, they know if they gay or not in, in in second grade. So apparently, they' smart enough to to know how to get a bait. I, I mean, I, I live I, right now. I currently live across the street from an elementary school. And the I, mean, I
1: will side, see a sixth grade uh, trying to get a bait. I smack it out their hand. <laughs>
2: It's, it's, just, it's crazy to me.
1: Crazy we to They think me. it's cool. They're trying yeah. to find themselves. So you work with them. You're going to be saving a lot of lives because you got so many kids. They're going to be losing their lives because their their lungs are going to be burnt. You think cigarettes, these vaping things are worse than the cigarettes. <laughs> we call them Kansas things. I don't know what we're going to call this. Crack sticks?
2: I don't know what we're going to call it. People at my job, I mean... It's twenty degrees outside, and they got to be out there vaping. It's it's just I I look at it at that level. I can
1: only imagine what it's doing to our kids at a younger level, sixth grade. So, so now they it, said gotta start bringing counselors and stuff into the schools mm-hmm. because these kids are doing it more than grown folks. So that's the alarming part. And then I and then my my question is. How are they attracting these kids to get it? And then are they ordering online? You know, these kids are savvy.
2: Well, I mean, now, you know, you have a bank card. Kids have their own money. Bank cards, you can order anything off Amazon. Order right to you. My daughter ordered something in her name. It came. I'm like, oh, I got a package. She's like, no, that's for me. Oh, well, let's open it together. Let's see what's in it. Now, thank God it was a phone case. (laughs) Let's open it together. You can get anything off Amazon. You can probably order a man or woman off
1: Amazon. They got everything. Yes, yes. And and, and I'm just thinking about your book that's on Amazon. Girl, how did you get yourself into Amazon? What was the trick? So, so my book. Look at the
2: book. Yes. So, uh, when I went through, um, when I went through editing and I was looking at getting it published, of course, I didn't want to go through a big um Barnes and Nobles or anything like that because okay. it, when you go through those big entities, it's so hard to make money off of it because the majority of anything that's sold is going to them. Okay. So you can get 50 cents on a book. How many books am I gonna have to sell to where I Let see it money then?
1: back?
2: <laughs> so um my coach was like, hey, you know, you can go through Amazon. So basically what we did was I told her my title. I gave her all my stuff. And that process is you have to submit it. And basically they have to make sure nobody else has these titles. Nobody, you're not stealing nothing. It doesn't copyright. don't belong to anybody else. And the first email I got, and that thing said, congratulations. I almost had a whole heart attack. Cause I was, and I was calling my coach. I said, he said, congratulations. What does that mean? She was like, it means that your book was proof. I said, yes, but what does that mean? I was like, I, you know, my hair used to be blonde. I said, I'm a blonde right now. So you got to break it down to me in little bitty terms. Like, what does that mean? That means I'm i I'm a for real, for real author. or well, I just playing around with a book. She was like, no, Jody, you, you, you're a for real, for real author. So, <laughs> um, I'm still in shock, still in shock. And so, um, we were talking about the screen class a few weeks ago. I submitted, I created a focus journal and it's a 12, it's a 12 chapter journal. Um, it has um, questions for you each chapter. It has scriptures to encourage you. And then it has an area for you to just write out what you're feeling for that month. Um, and the, the the great part about how I did it was it doesn't matter when you buy it. You start as soon as you buy it. So it's not like, okay, well, if I get this, it's from January to next year. If I get it today, I start today. I can start right where, where the beginning is. So your beginning is whenever you decide it to be. Okay. But what are you going to do at that beginning? So we submitted that
1: and it got approved. So um, it's a journal with the book. It's a journal. Is it's the, it's the journal in uh, collaboration with the book that you already have? Or is it something no. like.
2: this is the journal is just separate it's basically you keeping track
1: of you so basically with that journal you can just you can print out your journal and have and just have journals on you don't necessarily have to be sold through amazon you could just have them your printing company yep that's what's up
2: And I, i created a screen workbook so with my classes the um my clients get their personal workbook. It has the questions in it. Um allows you to answer it. It really allows you to dig deep into yourself. It 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 makes you step out of your comfort zone. And for so many years I was comfortable there. And so when I had to start doing things that I wasn't used to, I was like, okay, this is a little scary. I (laughs) do
1: when you told me about look, when you told me about your husband did what he did, that that threw me back to a Tyler Perry movie or something. Like, huh? (laughs) Girl, do girl. That's that. No, that's why I said protect your stuff because you never know yep. you're reading in there. Take that, what you got, and make it. Th- I'm like, wait a minute. That sound like that was in my book. So you gotta protect your dreams. Protect. I,
2: I I sent him a copy of this book. I'm just waiting on my phone call for him to tell me what he think about
1: it. Stop playing with me. I,
2: did. I sent. Listen, I'm I'm gonna tell you how real this thing is. I sent him a copy when I first got these. Um, and this past weekend. When I was in Atlanta, we went to the top, to the new Tyler Perry Studios.
1: How do you and do I, that? How do you? Wait, I, let, me put, let, me put, let me put that on mute.
0: You've been listening to the Audrey Woodley Podcast. For more, visit AudreyWoodley.com.